Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon the sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Have you heard Will Smith's new album? It slaps. Welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I am your host, The Madman. And I want to thank you for uh, all the comments from last week's show. Um, there's a lot of you who volunteered to shoot me in the butt with a BB gun, which is kind of disturbing how eager so many of you are to do that. Also, I know those of you, there are those of you who uh, comment in the live chat. Sorry, I don't watch myself doing the show in real time and react to stuff like that. I usually see the live chat the day later when I you know go through, watch it for timestamps and stuff like that. So I see you, cousin. I see you. All right. Just don't, don't think I'm ignoring you is what, I, is what I mean. Anyway, before we get into what this whole show will probably be, a, be, a, be about, I want to remind you that I have a Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron. I would appreciate it. Also, I have a cash app. If you have a cash app, you can cash tag me money using cash tag shockmonkeyradio, all one word. I would appreciate it. So I am not above high school drama. I like to pretend that I'm better than that. But at the end of the day, I like a good distraction sometimes, and Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars is a good distraction. Oh, madman, it's so obviously staged, just like Janet Jackson's titty. Well, maybe. Hollywood isn't above doing something like that, but both Chris Rock and Will Smith came out not looking good in this fracas, so why would they agree to do it? Anyway, so I wrote three letters, one to Chris Rock, one to Will Smith, and one to Jada Pinkett Smith, because we kind of got to address them each individually. So I wanted to give you a little preamble before going into this to let you know that I'm just talking trash and I'm not trying to hurt anyone, uh, mostly because I don't want Will Smith driving to my house to smack me in the mouth for what I will say about Jada later on. The fact of the matter is that I don't want any precedent set in our country where it's okay to attack a comedian who tells a joke. Sticks and stones and all that bones. The only thing that really scares me is if our society starts to believe that if you make jokes about certain people or certain types of people with certain conditions, you are subject to violence. That should not happen. Remember that old Key and Peele skit, the comedian and the burn victim? And you guys roasting everybody in the room? And it goes to the burn victim and goes, do me. I can take it. And then he starts roasting the guy. And the guy's, oh, I can't take it. Oh, I thought I could handle it, but I can't. Uh. You know, the whole point of that joke is that sometimes you, you know, you don't know if you can take it or not. All right. And if you can't take it, don't go to the comedy show. All right. Being famous is asking for people to roast you. It comes with the territory. And it's one of the most important things that you can do for yourself is to have a sense of humor about yourself and your flaws and shortcomings. Take it from this chubby, snaggletoothed madman. All right, let's get into the letters. Sorry, I'm, I'm hungover, so I'll be drinking a lot of water today. Dear Chris Rock, you, sir, did absolutely nothing wrong. In fact, you're the only one who actually maintained their composure and sense of humor when Will Smith smacked you. I wish the world had more men like yourself. Hell, I wish Will Smith were more like you in that regard. Obviously, getting slapped is somewhat of an occupational hazard as a comedian. 
Not that what Will, this, what Will Smith did was, uh, wasn't wrong. But as a comedian, you have to understand that some jackass out there with an underdeveloped sense of humor might think that the appropriate reaction to a mediocre, off-the-cuff joke is to use violence. It's bound to happen from time to time because people like Jada exist, and we can't kill them just for not having a sense of humor. Additionally, there are other comedians that I think would throw hands back at Will Smith. Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, just to name two off the top of my head. Even me, if I made a joke and Will Smith smacked me, you bet your butt that I would catch an ass whooping for Will Smith on national television because that's how I react to violence against me. But you, Chris, you are a better man than me. You handled the situation with grace and professionalism, even attempting to make jokes while the room was stunned into silence by the crime that Will Smith committed. You should press charges, by the way. I'm a guy who hates bullies, and Will Smith should not, would not have smacked Dwayne The Rock Johnson if he made the same joke. But because you're shorter and skinnier than Will Smith, he felt like he could slap you in public with impunity. And that's what he has done. So press charges or handle it yourself. You ever seen those Charlie Murphy True Hollywood stories on The Chappelle Show? Men who respect each other don't slap each other. And one more thing before I let you go. The second time Will Smith shouted, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth, you should have responded, then keep herpes out of her fucking ass. And if you're going to get bullied in front of the whole world, make it count. Hugs and kisses, the madman. EK, do you have anything you want to say to Chris Rock? I just thought it was lazy writing, dude. It's Oscars. It's black tie affair. And you're doing crowd work. You're doing, you're doing. But that's what they do. That's what the that's comedians what hosts do. do. Yeah. He was a presenter. He should have had some written humor. Not, not yeah. just look around the room, you know? I, I just expected more. He's generally a really funny comedian. And I just expected. But I mean. It wasn't even that funny a joke. Well, I mean, then Amy Schumer should be smacked all the time because well, she. I don't think she was. Horrible she comedy was, is, shouldn't, doesn't deserve a smack in the face. I don't think she was big name enough to be a host of the Oscars. Obviously. But that's. They had three not so big current named. Uh, Female hosts. comedians? Yeah, it was like yeah. three hosts. Uh, shouting gay and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, none of them were really like big right now, doing anything right now, so I'm not sure why they went that direction. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> so I guess that's all EK has to say to Chris Rock. Lazy writing. <laughs> Dear Will Smith, Hey Hancock, go turn yourself into the police. What you did was criminal, and not even you are above the law. There is no justification for what you did, asshole. The way I see it, you thought Chris's joke was funny, but then you looked at Jada, who had a Poppy, he's ruining my quinceanera look on her face. Then you got angry on her behalf. Some anger is normal in that situation, but the simple fact that that woman has you so cucked and whipped it added to your emasculated anger, which make which you cannot direct at Jada. So you lashed out at the smallest and easiest target, like a middle school bully would. You belong in jail, sir. I am not saying for life for a simple assault, but a couple of months at least. It's obvious to me and the whole world that you are not wearing the pants in your relationship. If you have any traditional values at all, 
you know that your wife should not be banging other people. Even polyamorous people and those in open marriages know deep down, deep down in the core of their soul, that monogamy is the best of all possible love. And sex is never not emotional. Someone always catches feelings, and anger and jealousy are all over the place, and it's a recipe for domestic violence and horribly broken hearts. The man needs to be the head of his household. You know that. But because you cannot assert your masculinity properly in your own home, you have to overcompensate when it comes to masculinity between adult men. That's making your problems everyone else's problems. You made it Chris's problem by smacking him. By smacking him in the face in front of the whole world. You made it the world's problem because we watched you bullied a beloved comedian who made me laugh harder than you ever made me laugh. So I got Chris's back on this. Mostly because you are wrong. You were wrong. And I think you know that. I think you sat back down in your chair and it dawned on you before you, you, repeated, before you repeated yourself. You said to yourself, that was wrong of me. I really do, do believe that. And your statement since this, kind of, since this event shows the kind of chaotic emotions that you have. All right, is everything okay at home, Will? That's what people asked me when I lost my temper at work. Because you were at work, okay? It's your job to go and win an award that you should have instantly been ineligible for because of your behavior. You may, ha you may have apologized to Chris, and that's a fine first step. But I think that once you turned away from Chris, you thought that was wrong of me. I don't think you're an awful person. I don't think you're without salvaging because everyone makes mistakes. And in Hollywood, slapping a comedian is small potatoes when it comes to disgusting Hollywood crimes. But you need to face justice. You need, you need to at least stand before a judge and plead guilty. Crime of passion. And maybe you get community service, and I'm fine with that. But you're obviously hurting, and you're lashing out like that. It seems obvious that Jada is a big part of that, and your house is not in order. Read the Bible. Pray on it. You're kind of in my generation, so I bet you've had some church time. God help you. You need to apologize publicly and properly to Chris Rock and the entire world for what you did, which is toxic masculinity. I hate using that phrase, phrase but there is such a thing as toxic masculinity, and that is what you did. You demonstrated it before God and everybody. Hugs and kisses, the madman. All right, EK's not in the room, so we don't get his take on that. <laughs> All right, buckle in. <laughs> Dear Jada Pinkett Smith, <clears throat> are you and Kim Kardashian having some sort of bitchy skank contest? Your hyphenated name tells me everything I need to know about you. Women who want hyphenated names need to die alone and be eaten by their cats. Say, when your hair fell out, did it take your sense of humor with it? Oh, you have alopecia. I've, I had a friend growing up with alopecia. People made fun of him every single day. Me too, just for hanging out with him. I never saw him get pouty about it. And we... The both of us got good with quips and retorts because that's how you outsmart a joker with better jokes. 
And the G.I. Jane 2 joke was a really easy joke to top. It'll be out before your comedy special is a simple retort. But no. You had to make a face and manipulate your emotionally defeated husband to smack around a comedian who is far better at acting than you are. Not even bringing, bringing comedy into the equation. Chris Rock is a better actor than you. Your selfish lifestyle all serves your own ego. Who do you think you are, Cleopatra? I bet you do. When you could play your husband like that and make a fool out of himself in front of the whole world, you should be ashamed. Ashamed of your greed, selfishness, and ego. You know Chris's joke about seeing G.I. Jane 2 was a compliment. Somehow nuance is lost on you. <coughs> His point was that Demi Moore looked good with a bald head. And you look good with a bald head. Hell, Britney Spears looked good with a bald head. Some women are so beautiful that they don't need hair. Some women, their hair is all they got. And that's the, why they're constantly messing with it. But you don't have to worry about such petty things anymore. That hair in the drain, you 100% know it's not yours and it's not your responsibility to clean it. You're still so beautiful and loved by your husband that he smacked Chris Rock at the Oscars. How much self-esteem do you need? You need to apologize for your role as well. I don't think you did anything criminal, but you are culpable in some small part. And, you know, there is such a thing as toxic femininity, too. Anyway, gross sense of humor. Hugs and kisses, the madman. That's just how I sign off. It's like every time text message, hugs and kisses, the madman. Sorry, are you going to come over tonight? Nope. Hugs and kisses, the madman. That's how I do. Anyway, so I was I was thinking about slaps, you know, the open hand slaps to the face and how funny it is. I mean, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. If Rick James slaps you, you got to answer back. But it's, I mean, it's such a stupid way to attack somebody. But then again, slapping is quite effective of bringing seriousness to bear. Just like Will Smith. The entire world got pretty serious for a few minutes after that slap. And I think back to those teenage days when you'd say or do something to a girl and she'd slap you. Usually justified. It's a quick snap to attention. It's a quick snap to attention. Oh, this could get violent. It's like being a kid and you're climbing up on the fridge and, uh, or whatever you did when you were a kid. And your mom tells you to stop, but you keep on climbing, but then she swats you once on the bum, and you realize that she was serious. So maybe slaps are effective in the manner, in that manner when it comes to violence. But all martial arts are about controlling your violence. One single measured strike in proportion to the perceived offense. Not every fight needs to be a fight. Not every slap needs to lead to a fight. And fights don't always end with a knockout. Of course, if you use the slap method and it can't back it up in a, with a real fight, be aware, there's always the potential of escalation of violence. I was also thinking about characters in popular culture that got slapped a lot. So uh, uh, King, King Joffrey <laughs> all right, from Game of Thrones, that kid got slapped a lot in that series. All right, Is, is Joffrey the Chris Rock of King's Landing? 
I mean, his mother slapped him when he was the king, and then he threatened her. Clearly, the kid did not get slapped enough. I mean, it's kind of cathartic when characters in our popular culture get a good slapping. I mean, everyone loved it when Jeffrey got slapped. He was such a little turd. And then when Marie slapped Skylar on Breaking Bad, I was like, yes! That was a long time coming, woman. That was a long time coming. And, and with what she did, a single slap didn't even seem like enough, considering what Skylar did. Anyways, like five years, I was waiting for somebody to slap her. All right, and what's interesting is that both of those characters, Jack Gleason, who played Joffrey, and uh, Anna Gunn, who played Skylar, they've had, like, trouble uh, getting work, and uh, they've been harassed by the public because of their characters. You know, their, their characters were so hated. I mean, look into it because it's kind of sad because they did really good jobs as actors if that's what, you know, if the people, if the dummies think that, you know, they're actually Skylar. Because people are stupid. People are stupid. And they can't understand that Anna Gunn is not actually Skylar. Skylar's a character. And no one could be as bitchy as Skylar is in real life and not be slapped every day. I'd kind of like to hear their opinions on this Will Smith silliness. But you know why I know Will Smith won't get arrested? Because it's black on black crime and the left doesn't care about that. All right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and get to the news worth knowing. I don't know if UK is going to come running in here or not. Let's go into the news stories here. All right, so after Will Smith, Chris Rock incident, uh, Academy sets Board of Governors meeting. All right, so after Will Smith stormed the stage Sunday night, slapping Chris Rock over a joke he made about his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith's balding head, the Academy stated one day later that a formal review of the incident has been launched. Now it appears there's a full Board of Governors meeting. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the, a, a formal review includes a meeting of the Governor's Board, which is to take place on Wednesday. Today. The outlet notes that following each Academy Awards, there's always a post-mortem of the ceremony. However, it doesn't, doesn't usually happen so soon. So, uh, yeah, the Board of Governors, what is it? The Board of Governors directs the Academy's strategic vision, preserving, this is a quote, directs the Academy's strategic vision, preserves the organization's uh, financial health, and assures the fulfillment of its mission, according to the Academy's website. The governors are elected and they uh, attend six to eight meetings throughout the year and are expected to appear at numerous academy events as well. There are also 10 officer positions, which currently include uh, President Dave Rubin, David Rubin and CEO Don Hudson. There are 17 different branches of board of government, blah, 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 blah. Uh, some notable names on the governors, Whoopi Goldberg, Laura Dern, Rita Wilson, David Rubin, Ava DuVernay, Steven Spielberg, Jennifer Todd, and Eric Roth. Laura Dern. Still hot. All right. What will be the consequence? A Smith slapping rock shortly before winning Best Actor of the 94th Academy Awards have many wondering what happens next. Some have called for him to be stripped of his Oscar, which Smith uh, won for Best Actor, Actor in his role, King Richard, Sunday evening. But that seems unlikely. Brand expert Eric Schiffer... <clears throat> excuse me, told Fox News Digital 
that the Academy's decision to condemn Smith's slap was likely due to public pressure. Quote, the Academy feels public pressure to take a stand and admonish Smith's unhinged act, but it's unlikely to, uh, to weaponize a violation of their own rules and arrest Smith's Oscar and, uh, and win. Academy Governor Whoopi Goldberg shared the same sentiment on Monday's episode of The View. Quote, we're not going to take the Oscar from them, Goldberg said. There will be consequences, I'm sure, but I don't think that what, that's what they're going to do, particularly because Chris said, listen, I'm not pressing any charges. Uh, Goldberg is referring to Los Angeles Police Department stating that Rock isn't pressing charges. Okay. It's unclear what the consequences would be, but the actor uh, could be suspended and expelled from the Academy and still keep his Oscar. Harvey Weinstein and Roman Polanski both kept their Oscars despite being expelled from the Academy. You know what they did, right? <laughs> Harvey Weinstein and Roman Polanski. Yeah, I don't think that that's the, the same <laughs> level. Like I said, slapping a comedian is not the same as Roman Polanski. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. on, on Monday, Smith took to Instagram to apologize to Rock, stating that he was wrong. Uh, representatives of Smith, Pinkett Smith, and Rock, and Rock have not responded to Fox News Digital's request for comment. Because they're like, Fox News Digital? That's not really Fox News, is it? I'm not answering that. <laughs> Sorry, Fox. But let's be honest. All right. Let's talk about what's going on with Disney. Uh Walt Disney would be, quote, rolling over in his grave over company's wokeness, Florida Park Goer says. You're probably right. <laughs> uh, this comes from Celebration, Florida. Uh, Floridians provided mixed responses to the newly signed uh, state legislation that opponents dubbed Don't Say Gay. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed the Parental Rights and Education Bill, the actual name of the bill, into law on Monday, which prohibits classroom discussion or instruction about sexual orientation and gender identity. The Walt Disney Company issued a statement opposing the legislation. Quote, we've been going to Disney for a long time, and we are tired of the extreme changes that they, see, they seem to think are pleasing everyone. Marsha from Winter Garden, Florida, told Fox News. When our annual passes expired in February, we did not re renew them because of our displeasure of the Walt with, what, with the way Disney has gone overall. Not just on the particular issue, but on all of their wokeness. Walt would be rolling over in his grave, Marsha added. Uh... Critics have said the legislation will hurt LGBTQ children, whatever. Uh, DeSantis to me sounds like, this is a quote, DeSantis to me sounds like a bully and bullies have to be stood up to. Len, a Florida homeowner, told Fox News. <sighs> but everyone's on Will Smith's side. Anyway, and get me started. I'm going get spun up again. Anyway, uh, Disney should take a stand, he continued, worldwide the LGBT situation it's just accepted and embraced. It doesn't need negativity around it. A Politico morning consult poll uh, conducted earlier this month showed that 51% of American voters supported banning sexual orientation and gender identity discussions among students in early elementary school grades. DeSantis says he, uh, the legislation fights against woke gender ideology. Quote, is the parents' jobs to teach their children, uh, teach their children to teach their children, societal's children's societal norms. Mike, a parent from New Jersey, told Fox News. I don't know what's up with that quote. I don't believe that a state or federal employee job to teach that, are, that to our children or, any, or to anyone else. Marsha, a retired teacher, said this is not the kind of thing that should be focusing on on K through three, kindergarten to third grade. 
These children, quote, need to be given a chance to develop themselves before they start being taught on what they should be. All right, so, all, you know, you get all these celebrities going, gay, 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 because they think that this, gay, this bill is just like you're, they're not allowed to say, say gay. The, what it does is it stops these pedophiles from trying to teach children about sexual things. All right, they're groomers. These are sexual predators. Talking to a five-year-old, a six-year-old about, about sex? That's creepy as hell. If I went to a park and started asking a kid what their sexuality is, it's like, do you know that I'm, do you know that I'm gay or something? <laughs> you know, I make some, you know, I'm heterosexual. Well, what's that little kid? Well, that means I like to put my penis in, in certain people. You know, it's, it's twisted. It's twisted what you're trying to do. And the way that Hollywood and Disney are on board with this, that's creepy as hell. This is creepy as hell going back to the sex in the dust of, in the Lion King. You know what I'm saying? Disney? Making entertainment for children? Trying to, uh, agreeing with the side of pedophiles? I think Ben Shapiro's right. They're, they're going to live to regret it. Because, you know, normal parents are going to stop buying Disney product. And there's a lot of normal people out there, okay, who'd think that, you know, have, you know, trying to groom children to sexual, you know, ideology is just a tad creepy. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, let's talk about Putin a little bit. Putin has reached a culminating point in the war with Ukraine. Russia, Russian forces have lost morale, expert says. Uh, last night, I, I edited a video of uh, <laughs> uh, my Russia rant from last week's show. People seem to like that. Oh, you're welcome. And I think I'm 100% accurate. Anyway, let's talk about this news story. Uh, one military expert believes Russian President Vladimir Putin is running out of steam in his war against Ukraine and said Russian forces are quickly losing morale. In a little over a month, Russia has lost an estimated 7,000 to 15,000 troops, according to a senior NATO official. As of March 17th, uh, Russian forces have lost over 230 of their heavily armored tracked vehicles, according to the Wall Street Journal. 230! Ukraine's government believes that the amount of equipment lost by Russian forces is much higher and estimates that more than 400 Russian tanks have been destroyed, according to a report. Dang. United, United States and other NATO allies have given billions of dollars in military aid and humanitarian assistance to Ukraine, which has the potential for, uh, to increase Russia's losses. Michael Ryan, former deputy assistant director of, the, uh, of defense for European and NATO policy, told that's a hell of a long job title. Anyway, he told Fox News Digital that Russian forces may have a run out of momentum and have re reached a culminating point. He says a culminating point is when the army runs out of supplies and saying it just reaches the limit. <laughs> it's just like Napoleon. You got to go back to France. <laughs> it's, it's very cold up in Russia. Uh, quote, uh, most military observers and very senior army generals believe that the Russian army reached a culminating point. A significant aspect uh, of that is the losses that they've sustained, Ryan said. He says that at conservative estimates, Russia has lost 10% of its overall force in Ukraine, while some estimates suggest a much higher amount, which he argues has a significant effect on Russian troop morale. In any event, Russian losses are significant from the standpoint of their ability to achieve their aims, Ryan said. 
It also has a significant impact on morale, and I think the Russian military started with very low morale at, at this operation. Yeah, so they were started already low morale on the whole thing. Uh, he said the biggest challenge for the Russian military, based on its losses so far, is morale of the troops. Quote, they're out in the field for a very long time. It seems most of them don't, didn't know they are going to war and certainly didn't expect to be going into that type of battle that they have gone into. They weren't well prepared for it. They're not executing well, and they're not well supplied, Ryan said. Uh, he added that a good amount of Russian soldiers and have family and friends in Ukraine, which makes it hard for the troops to make sense of being given orders to invade the country. Perhaps one difference uh, maker has been the way Ukraine goes about attacking Russian forces, according to Ryan. Ukrainians are very, very savvy about how they, how they attack the Russian army, Ryan said. The vehicles they've destroyed and the people that they've killed. You see the number of uh, uh, colonels killed it has been significant. They're really creating chaos and confusion inside the Russian army, which means that the numbers are even more important than they seem because they, of the specific targets Ukrainians have been selecting. So they're fighting like Wolverines, you know, <laughs> from Red Dawn, you know, uh, targeting officers, you know, that's, that's how it goes. You know, that's how we did it in the U.S. against Britain. That's how we did it. And they're like, ooh, you're not fighting war fairly. <laughs> it's like, well, we want you out of the country, assholes. <laughs> We're serious about that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you saw my, my Russia rant uh, that I clipped last night, uh, if you saw that, you, you, know, you know I'm right about that. It's like Russia's really, you know, they can't even take, take over a small country in Europe. They're not that powerful. They're not, they're not the big baddie we think they are. They're kind of a paper tiger. All right. Let's talk about Lauren Boebert for a second. And there's, there's a conservatives that are like, man, she's hot. She's hot. It's like, no, I don't think so. People like Lauren Boebert's, Boebert's hot. I'm just, no, not really. Anyway, Lauren, Lauren Boebert declares runner-up to transgender swimmer Leah Thomas the rightful winner. This is exclusive. Colorado Rep uh, GOP Representative Lauren Boebert is leading a resolution in the House of Representatives to honor the runner-up to transgender swimmer Leah Thomas as the rightful winner on the NCAA Women's 500-Yard Freestyle Swimming. Swim. Yeah. University of Virginia swimmer well, and Olympic medalist Emma Wyant, hometown girl, <laughs> you know, UVA girl, came in second place on March 17th in the National Championship Championship event by 1.75 seconds. Thomas made history as being the first transgender athlete to win an NCAA Division I championship, an honor that has drawn plenty of controversy. Quote, in the women's race, and, and a man improperly took the first place title from Emma, Bobert told Fox News Digital in an interview. When it comes to competitive sports, biology should really triumph over ideology. Bobert said she doesn't know why but has, and hasn't spoken to her. But, has, uh, but was motivated to author the resolution because, quote, I truly believe in giving honor to where honor is due, and Emma, Emma is absolutely worthy of honor. Yes. Anyway, Thomas uh, previously competed as a male in the University of Pennsylvania for three years, but after going through a hormone replacement therapy and following the NCAA rules, uh, she competed, he competed, you're screwing up the pronouns, he competed on the Penn women's team and began shattering school and Ivy League records. All right, look, this is really, you can't say that she doesn't belong compete, that, look, now I'm doing it. You can't say that he doesn't belong competing with them and still use the pronoun she. That is not a woman. 
Get out of the pool. So when you're saying it's like you cannot compete there, you should not be calling him a she. Can't can't have it both ways. All right, it doesn't work. Logic has to make sense. That's how logic works. Anyway, <clears throat> here's another quote: uh, Mediocre male athletes who want first place rather than 450th should just try uh, should just try harder and not pretend to be something that they're not. Bobert said, alluding to Thomas's ranking as a male swimmer. Yeah, he was awful. He wasn't going to get any deals. He wasn't going to get any, uh, you, you know, it was just going to be, one day it was going to be something he did in, in college. It's not going to end up being a career because he's not good enough to do it in the male category, pretends to be a female. Everyone's crazy enough to say, okay, I guess you're female. And then he starts winning and you're, you're like, oh, what a surprise. What are the odds? Anyway, I don't want to read any more of this. You know, I'm, I'm furious. <laughs> I'm furious today. I don't. It's, maybe it's the hangover. <laughs> it makes me a little bit, a little bit more angry. Anyway, I got two more stories. Uh, something to light, lighten the mood. Then we'll get out of here for the week. So, actor Ron Perlman calls Florida Governor DeSantis a not DeSantis a Nazi piece of shit over this parental rights bill and gets blasted. All right, actor Ron Perlman, probably the ugliest man that ever existed. Actor Ron Perlman was blasted on Twitter after posting a video message to Florida Governor, Governor Ron DeSantis calling him a piece of shit and a Nazi for signing a controversial uh, parental rights bill in Florida, we, that we talked about earlier. Quote, good, good morning. What? Busey and Buscemi. Busey, Busey and Buscemi? What are you talking about? Ugly? You're talking about uh, the ugliest dudes in existence. See, I, Ron Perlman, and you're not going to throw Bushi or Buscemi in there? See, I think that they're better looking than Ron Perlman. I mean, it's... Oof, it's all, I think they all they're all ugly, their own ways. but I think Ron Perlman is just the worst. <laughs> it's like I was watching Crowder, and he said, he's like, what'd they do with him in uh, Hellboy? He's just like, he's already looks like a demon. Just paint just him red. Him red just paint him red. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he called uh, DeSantis a piece of shit and a Nazi. He said, quote, good morning, Governor DeSantis. Ron here, the Hellboy and Sons of Anarchy actor, tweeted on, on Tuesday in a message, which is viewed over a million times, expressing his frustration over a bill DeSantis signed that prohibits the instruction of sexual orientation and gender identity in a kindergarten through third grade classrooms. This is what he said. This is, this is brilliance, the brilliance of actors. Quote, don't say gay, don't say as the first two words in the sentence in a sentence spoken by a political leader of a state of the United States of America, don't say, Perlman continued, don't effing say, you effing Nazi pig. Say, First Amendment, read about it, then run for office, you piece of shit. Brilliance. The brilliance of this man. <laughs> The 70-year-old, uh, one-year-old actor was immediately slammed for the video by conservatives who pointed out that nowhere in the bill does the text mention saying the word gay, which has been widely overlooked by many media outlets and activist groups. Many responses to Perlman's foes defended the rights of parents to be aware of what their young children are being taught in schools regarding sexuality. Quote, Ron has read thousands of pages of TV and movie scripts, yet he can't spend a few minutes to read a seven-page bill. <laughs> Political commentator Siraj Hashimi, Hashmi, excuse me, tweeted along with the link to the bill. 
Quote, tell me you can read without telling me you can't read. <laughs> tell me you can't. <laughs> author Ashley St. Clair tweeted, tell me you can read, you can't read without telling me you can't read. <laughs> okay, it's yeah, be a bunch of Twitter comments about how stupid he is. Because he, he really is, he's dumb. He's an actor. Actors are dumb. All right? And so, and they, there's plenty of people who are dumb enough to, like, dumb, dumb like actors are dumb, who actually believe the media when they say that this bill is about you're not allowed to say gay in classrooms. They really believe that. And this, this video shows, like, how angry they get up, they get spun up. Some people get spun up over this nonsense. Ron Perlman. Pearls of wisdom. <laughs> anyway, let's get this one last story, then we'll get out of here. Something happier, keep you upbeat. A conservative activist travels America cleaning up cities let down by failed Democrat policies. So conservative activist Scott Pressler is traveling the nation to urge Americans who are sick of failed Democrat policies and rising gas prices to register to vote as Republicans while cleaning up the streets of trash-infested cities along the way. Quote, a major reason why I'm conservative and why this issue is so important to me is our government is taking care of foreign nationals over the, over the American people, and my heart is with 50,000 homeless veterans. My heart is with 500,000 homeless Americans, Pressler told Fox News Digital. He began his journey in summer of 2019 when then-President Trump famously criticized Baltimore as being disgusting, rat-and-rodent-infested rat mess that no human being would choose to live in. The, remark, the remarks hit home with Pressler, the son of a retired Navy captain, who first decided to get involved with Republican activism when he became upset while watching Barack Obama get reelected in 2012. Quote, they inspired me to take action because everybody was tweeting. They were posting content about the trash in Baltimore, but nobody was doing anything, and I thought to myself, okay, if not me, then who? So I tweeted out to my followers, said, I'm going to Baltimore, Pressler said, and the tweet went viral. The Northern Virginia-based Pressler was initially concerned that he committed to help more than he could handle. But fellow conservatives quickly stepped forward and offered to help. He didn't know a thing about organizing a major cleanup effort, but figured it out along the way, ordering dumpsters, browsing Home Depot for inspiration, and even uh, renting a porta potty <laughs> Uh, within six days, we organized 200 volunteers on a Monday, a work day, and we picked up 12 tons of trash in 12 hours on the most dangerous streets of America in West Baltimore, he said. The six-foot-five-inch Pressler, there it is. That's how you can get away with rocking through this neighborhood. You're six-foot-five. Six-foot-five Pressler, known for his signature Fabio-like locks, then decided he could uh, achieve similar success in other cities despite being a private citizen with limited resources who doesn't have uh, the backing of the government. Quote, we went to Atlanta, Austin, Baltimore, Chicago. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. Detroit, Houston, Kenosha, Los Angeles, Miami, Milwaukee, Portland, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. I was even protest for picking up trash in San Francisco, California. <laughs> hey, leave that there. What are you doing? <laughs> While it may seem that Pressler is some kind of a jet-setting mogul who travels around the nation, he actually relies on the kindness of like-minded people who care about America. Quote, the way I'm able to do this is if people want to donate, they may, but I have never once asked for any donation. I'm very proud of that. 
Uh, people open their homes to me, like literally. I'm sleeping on couches. I've slept in RVs. I've slept on bunk beds. I cuddle with people's animals at their homes. <laughs> it's been really the generosity of the American people opening their hearts and homes to me. Pressler, who has nearly 1 million Twitter followers, didn't even let the coronavirus stop his mission because uh, despite having to pause for a few months in 2020 when travel was difficult during the early months of the pandemic. Quote, my first cleanup after COVID was in Decatur, Georgia. After the state of Georgia opened up, and since, I, since then, I have not stopped, he said. While a global pandemic didn't halt Pressler's mission, he feels failed policies from Democratic lawmakers made it much more difficult. I think in the last two years, this is a quote, in the last two years, we've seen crime. We've seen the homeless epidemic continue to rise, in part even under President Trump. But it's because of the regressive Democratic policies to, of defund the police, he said. What is the fruit of those failed policies? After seeing violent crime going up, we're seeing homeless encampments popping up, Austin, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, New York City. Presser said he's encouraged by the way Americans have responded to the failed Democratic policies, including New York, Nassau's County, Nassau County, where uh, citizens on the outskirts of New York are sick of the mess left by far-left leaders. They just voted for red for the first time in, in decades, he said. We're seeing the people are responding to the waves of violent crime and homelessness, and they're responding by voting conservatively. Okay, this article goes on, but I mean, you get the idea. It's like, you know, regardless of anyone's uh, political views, and if you're doing something like this, you're a good person in my, in my eyes. You know, this guy could be a Democrat himself. He could be out, out, out there saying gay, 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 gay over and over again. But if he's cleaning up trash, I don't care. That's what needs to be done. You know, if we all like took a little bit of effort, all, all of us pitched in and we do the right thing. I mean, it's one thing to sit on your butt on your couch and say, yeah, someone should go clean up the streets. But like him, you got to think more like, like, how can I clean up the streets? You know, I know I'm a hypocrite because I'm not going out there and I'm cleaning any trash. Certainly not doing it today. I'm too damn hungover. All right. But the, the point is, is that, you know, it's our, all our responsibilities. You know, when the city gets dirty, when it, you know, when it gets trashy like Baltimore, you, you got to say, hey, that's probably us. We need to clean up our house. We need to clean up, clean up our tent, you know. And, you know, it, it takes courage and to, courage to take responsibility. So good on this guy and good on anyone who does the things that I don't have the guts to do. So we're at the end of the show now. I want to remind you again that I have a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. There you can become a patron. You can also advertise on my show there. I would appreciate that. You can also send me money through Cash App. Use the hashtag shockmonkeyradio, all one word. I would appreciate that as well. I have books on Amazon for digital downloads. Search for the author Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's. I got the Exit 13 books, The uh, Ravings of a Madman, and The Bunny Years, a memoir. Yep, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I love you.